Hi, and welcome to Fan Slash Fiction with Andrew Slash Zach. I'm Andrew Gum. I'm Zach Dunsing. This is our last episode of the year, so enjoy your holidays. We're going to be interviewing our producer, Michael Eads. And this episode gets really, really blue. So if you've got any kids around, it would be very smart to take them out of the room before Zach says something like, King Metroid's massive cock. For example. Enjoy. Enjoy the show. Sorry if it gets a little stuffy in here. I have to cover the air vent so that we don't get that hum in the yeah. recording. Hey, no problem. Uh, I do all my recording in my bedroom with all the doors closed and all the fans off in the dark and Completely in my underwear. In Vaseline. Yeah. Well, at least very sweaty. So Nice. Yeah. You I, should uh, cover yourself in Vaseline. You won't sweat it so much. That's true. But then you just die. Yeah, if the, the man with the golden gun has taught us anything. Or no, yeah. Goldfinger. Yeah, you get covered in the gold, and yeah. then your skin can't breathe, and yeah. then you die. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, do not know what you're talking about. Yeah, so that's how that's how most of our conversations go. They just you're familiar peel with and finger, peel right? and peel until one of us is just like, "What are you talking okay. about?" And then we start a new conversation. Um, I I know of Goldfinger, but I can't say that I've actually seen. Have it. you ever seen any James Bond movie? Yeah, like uh, Pierce Brosnan only. Those are the only ones wow. I see. You didn't even see you're Casino coming, Royale. You're coming hot on that. On that <laughs> you didn't spot. like. You didn't even see Casino Royale with uh, Daniel Craig. That's a great. No, one. I saw that one. That's so that good. good. I watched some Roger Moore ones uh, sure. when I was young. Uh, the one with the. I don't, I'm sure I've seen Goldfinger. I just don't remember. It's the one with all the gold in it. I have uh, not seen Goldfinger. No, Goldfinger has my favorite. It has my favorite like uh, scheme of all of those movies because Goldfinger's scheme is that. He's going to break into Fort Knox, not to steal the gold, but to set off a dirty bomb that will irradiate the gold for 100,000 years so that all of his gold becomes more valuable. That's fucking brilliant. That's dope. Because there's also a great scene where... where he poisons the gold. Yeah. Well, they wanted to call it gold poisoner, but it's already <laughs> taken by a Because he's got a metal poison. <laughs> Awful. Awful. <laughs> That's funny. So how do you how do you jump these off? Like we've been recording for six no, I minutes. Assumed. So um, first of all, just PSA: don't cover your skin top to bottom in gold paint. It'll, oh, it'll kill you. You're, it'll asphyxiate your. That's how we poor. start What's every about podcast. Any color paint or just gold? I mean, like green's probably fine. Green's probably fine. Great. Because <laughs> then you like to photosynthesize the oxygen. That's how green works. Yeah. Sure. Um, so the way we well, I mean, we'll record uh, an intro later. That you know is like a bumper at the front. Uh, what I'm thinking is we'll talk for a minute. Maybe use some of that gold finger stuff because it was obviously gold. Uh, Solid gold, 24 karat gold bloom dog. Oh, by the way, yeah, we're trying to get 24 karat gold bloom started as a meme. Trying to make that a thing. It's I don't know how to make things things, but uh, I feel like that's worth to be a thing. Mm-hmm. 24 karat gold bloom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. I literally sent him a text yesterday that said 24 karat gold bloom. It's true, and I looked it up, and no, it's hasn't been used yet on Instagram except by me once. It seems as a hashtag. As yeah, a hashtag. I mean, it feels like an oversight, like a cultural oversight is that we on, can correct. Is it, did you Google it? No. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> get ready. <laughs> it came up when I was in San Diego. It came up in the context of the new Thor movie, and it was like Goldblum in that movie is like solid, solid gold. vintage twenty four karat Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. If I just type twenty four k Goldblum, there's nothing. That's yeah, insane. To me. That's great. That's insane. Let's to me. see what Know Your Meme has to say. Surely, if it if it exists, Know Your Meme. I mean, they would know. They know him. But would they know your they don't meme, know my Zach? Meme. Would they know your it's 24 meme? 24 karat Goldblum. No. 24 karat Goldblum is not a thing until this instant. That is Or maybe the instant that you guys That's came up with. Basically, you could just pull any moment of Jeff Goldblum being awesome, which is any moment of his life. His entire life. And then you just put 24 karat Goldblum on that. That's great. I mean, and it's just nice. It's life affirming. It's good to I be wonder, reminded that he exists. I'm not sure that he has kids. I'm assuming he does. But I wonder what Jeff Goldblum was like in the delivery room while his kids were being born. I uh, bet it was. I'll give you an example. He okay. was like, he was like, oh, oh, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Look at him. He's right there. That's my. Uh, uh, Mr. Oh, Goldblum, that's my, that's a, that is a girl. Yeah. That is my firstborn, not son, I guess. My my bad there. Oh. Um, so what do you think Jeff Goldblum's children, who he has two okay. sons, okay. What do you think their names are? Can you get anywhere close? Yeah. You go first. Um, I'm going to assume one of their names is 24 Carat. I don't know. I feel like their names would be like Ramses and Kyle. And like just he would really want to he'd really want to keep people guessing. That would be a gold bloom move in my mind. What do you think, Zach? I think they're both named Breath. Wow, uh, n- that's not even a word that yeah, I've ever it's heard just before. Two boys named Breath Goldbroom. <laughs> Breath Goldbroom. 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 Yeah, different surname. No, it's Jeff Goldbroom Goldbloom. Their middle name is Goldbroom. Uh, now there's a theme to their names, uh, oh. according to this this uh, people.com, where I go for all my news. Yeah. Uh, right. He has an 11-month-old named River Joe. Aw, River Joe. And a two-and-a-half-year-old named Charlie Ocean. I mean, those are... The bodies of water, Those are Those are bad names. Those are not great names. They're like kind of... I think those are... They're kind of boring names mixed with water. The only worse name I can think of than that is Breath. (laughs) I mean, that's the only one I can think of, too. Um, Just Breath. Um, Um... do you want to introduce introduce yourself now, Michael? Oh, sure. Uh, you want the full name? You want just like who I am? Yeah, Michael yeah. Breff Eads. Yeah, Ma- <laughs> Michael Breff Eads the second. Um, Nashville, Tennessee resident. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean that pretty much sums me up completely. That's yeah, that that's true. I mean, you're you're very active around town. I would say you're amongst the top residents in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a person you that has T-Swift. lived here for. Uh, most of my life. That's cool. Yeah. And how do you know us? Uh, well, I know Andrew through you. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not know of his existence prior, but have heard of his uh, some tales about him, mm-hmm. mostly with the puppetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's really mm-hmm. impressive, which I guess you were involved with as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, I ran a, a, a robot head called Galileo. Mm-hmm. And I was a robot named Cody, and we were a team. Yeah. I think I've also seen a photo of you uh, as a. In like a skin tight suit. Yeah, uh, that's. That, mm. I mean, you'll have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's talking about that. The best photo of us ever taken, the Rocket Pack Jack photo, where I'm in yeah. the green morph suit 
uh, it's a thing we worked on where Andrew plays Rocket Pack Jack, and he's a classic s- character. Yeah, yeah, you know, you all know him. It's yeah. uh, from the fables. Yeah, and he's a he has a rocket pack. His name's Jack. It's pretty self explanatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were shooting a green screen scene where he had to do a barrel roll, where for some reason. I was also the only person on set that could do this and had to wear a green, like full top to bottom skin tight suit Mm -hmm. and rotate you on a lazy Susan Mm -hmm. so that we could shoot you from above and make it look like you were doing a barrel roll. Right. Which also I think it's the best photo of us ever taken. Yeah, I agree. But also now having a better understanding of how like after effects and premiere works, (laughs) why didn't they just rotate the image like you can just rotate the practical the, effects, man. I think they, I think they just wanted to get me into that suit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't deny that that was a more fun way to do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we'll share that on the uh, episode detail page for this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've been waiting for like, a, I've been waiting for a good moment to release that photo because I really would love for somebody to start writing some rocket pack jack fan fiction <laughs> oh my gosh i wouldn't want it to get really blue though <laughs> yeah because it's like as, christian as, blue as your costume was yeah it's like christian like superhero story for lifeway it's like if spy kids were christian propaganda that's exactly what it was like oh, yeah <laughs> but you don't want to force someone to write fan fiction unless it's season three of our show in which case we will allow ourselves to be forced to write Fan fiction based on suggestions. I, I don't even think, I mean, I think we should do a sort of bag of hotties scenario with that where you get, you have like three buckets, two characters. For me, I guess it would be crossovers. So two characters and then a theme. And you got a like 24 hour film festival, it, which is that you, you have to pull, pull together. together oh, and yeah. Just, come uh, up with a, like just a considering concept. what's a bag of hotties. I know what it is, but explain for our oh, listeners. Yeah. So it's, that's a, it's a bit that they do on, uh, Hot Minute, the other yes. podcast that my, uh, Mr. Eads here is a producer of. Yeah. Mr. Eads, our producer and producer of other things who is on this podcast right now. That's me. Uh, I don't know that I count myself as a producer of your show as much as a consultant. I, I think Zach is more the producer, that, personally. I, I definitely agree that's with fair. that, but I still list you as one. Well, mm. that's very flattering, but also I'm doing I'm doing like the technical work. Yeah. I deliver the sure. uh, file. Cool. Set cool, up cool. But you, you know, website. you have the, uh, you, you're, you're, you're welcome to contribute as much or as little as you. Well, that's why I'm here. I forced my way in. That's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. And this is actually the first time we've had an interview where everybody's been in the same room at the same time. This is that's kind true. of momentous for me. Yeah, welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Real quick, what's bag of hotties? So the bag of hotties is a, uh, is a segment on the podcast Hot Minute. Mm-hmm. A show hosted by Ashley Spurgeon and Jamie mm-hmm. Bradley mm-hmm. that uh, they reach into a literal paper bag filled with names and pull that name out and then uh, decree if that person is hot or not. Mm. And in general, the bag is filled with hotties. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to pull yeah. a hottie out. But Do you? Mm. Ooh, I would love to slip in a bag of notties yeah. one time. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, a not noties, noties, and, and noties. Mm-hmm. But there, well. there have been some that slip in there. Like uh, Billy Crystal was in there one time. Sure. And Billy Crystal, Big time naughty. You know, he's funny. He's respectable. We generally think of Billy Crystal in a positive manner. But he did do blackface within the last ten years. He did. I've heard he's actually an asshole. I mean, really? You, yeah, you can tell he's oh, an asshole. Oh, Billy, no. I was gonna say in um, when Harry met Sally. 
he is a small, funny-looking guy, someone like myself, mm -hmm. and he sells it as a romantic lead. And I took a lot of, you know, I took a lot of encouragement from that as a young man, just being like, Billy Crystal was the romantic lead opposite Meg Ryan, who is, you know, definitely in the hottie pile, not the naughty yeah. pile. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. consider I consider Hot Minute to not not only be our like sister podcast, but actually our like big sister podcast. Sure, mm -hmm. because they're the ones like upstairs siphoning wine out of the box and talking about who's hot, while we're like relegated to the basement, just obsessing oh, yeah. over nerd minutia. For yeah, sure. yeah. But, but that's I, where we belong. They so help inform one another because mm. Hot Minute has like uh, an insane breadth of knowledge about all of these topics mm -hmm. as well like mm -hmm. if you if you just brought up I, a random yeah well the fanfic they the would very get it. first episode that i listened to from hot minute they were talking about how she's super into fan fiction oh yeah mm -hmm. and i was like oh man she should be doing this podcast too <laughs> yeah i think you can we, get yeah, her on we here. want her yeah. on um, yeah that'd be great that'd be great so jamie bradley uh one of also, the hosts she definitely reads fan fiction yeah. very regular especially about mr robot yeah um <laughs> but all things uh, i think on the most recent episode she was talking about um what's that stupid hbo show that everyone loves um game of thrones the other one Westworld. Oh, Westworld. Westworld. Westworld fanfic. You've with, never seen a uh, HBO show in your life, have you? Uh, no, never. Cool. never done it. Um, cool. No, but saying Westworld fanfic was like, there's a bunch about the Native Americans that are on the show, and uh, it's all problematic. I'm sure. Yeah. But from my little research, it seems like most fanfiction is problematic. Most of it is. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> Definitely true. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Michael and I wanted to take this time to just to let you know that we're replacing you with Jamie. Oh, that's a way better choice. Jamie, welcome to the show. You're going to do so great. Yeah. I'm already your biggest fan. I'll keep listening. The show's going to get way raunchier, though. I know. I'm so vanilla. Jamie, you're really the right choice. <laughs> I mean... So, uh, so Michael. Yeah. Uh, you've, uh, you've been helping us out during this podcast making progress. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Thank you. I wouldn't have content to distribute if it weren't for people like yourself that had an idea mm -hmm. and the will to create it. Well, before we jump into that, do we? Is there anything that we you would like to say or that we could possibly discuss about any of the other podcasts across We Own This Town? Hmm. Um. Wow, that's a big question. Because there's a lot at this point. Yeah, there's several. Um. <laughs> frantically Googling I'm pulling we up, own this town yeah, <laughs> what own is website. This? yeah well I just you know I have a horrible memory sure um, yeah I mean I guess you know Hot Minute is a, a romp it's yeah. great it's a um, flagship a lot of the other podcasts are more Nashville centric um, which is which is great um, but may not have as wide of an appeal like we have a bar and restaurant podcast that if you live in, <laughs> if you live in San Diego Probably not going to want to know what the latest cool sure. restaurant in town is. But if you're going to visit Nashville soon, you should definitely pour through all 20 hours of that podcast yeah, before for sure. you come. Um, yeah, we have, we have a bunch. I mean, uh, the latest one is a, a show called Band Splainer, in which uh, Olivia Ladd, the host, kind of just picks a cult band and examines their mm. entire history. So, like, she goes through Devo, she goes through Squeeze, she goes through uh, Black Flag, and, and most recently, uh, most recent was Squeeze. And it's pretty fascinating Sweet. talk, um, mm. especially for bands that, like, 
didn't ever really they would have like a one hit but they actually had 25 albums right so yeah you need to like investigate that um and then the other one that's maybe the biggest crossover with this particular podcast audience maybe that's pigeonholing is a, a show called San Dimas today mm-hmm. that's like a deep dive into all things Bill and Ted so oh. <laughs> I definitely want want to get them on oh, the man. show. They have many thoughts. They would love to be on. Yeah, that absolutely. feels that feels like people that might be lifelong friends right there. That's cool. So I mean, it's uh, we mean, don't we don't even know how many episodes they're going to make. Uh, probably between twelve and twenty mm-hmm, that yeah. are just all about thousand uh, excellent adventure and bogus journey. They've already interviewed one of the screenwriters, Chris Matheson. Sweet, and like talked to one of the creators about the whole process of making bill and ted uh they talked to in future episodes they talked to napoleon from excellent adventure oh. uh and then uh the guy who did all the music as well so that wow. is so awesome turns out if you just blindly send emails and say i have a podcast i'm interested in this thing you did do you want to talk people you... write back and say yeah i'm good well talking is like nothing i mean there's been a third Bill and Ted's movie like orbiting Hollywood for a yeah. while now. I'm I'm sure that like all of those other people that were involved with the other two definitely need work right now and definitely are probably trying to get back on the radar somehow. I disagree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like uh Alex Winter who's not Keanu Reeves. Mm. Uh he's like a really good documentary director now. Like, Is he? I don't know that he needs like he did, did a did movie. Did he do did he do their podcast? Uh did he not yet, but he I think should. I think he will. I'm saying Alex, all the other he, dudes he that did their podcast need work. Yeah, maybe. Uh um, Napoleon doing. I did not I think really... Napoleon's doing good. <laughs> Great. Listen to the episode when it comes out. He's That's got dynamite. He's, he lives in Australia now. Sure. He's getting a ton of work. Hey, hey. You should check out Alex Winter's documentaries, though, like Napster, uh, one about cryptocurrency, huh. one about like, I don't know. There's a bunch of really interesting topics that you would think the guy from Bill and Ted would not make, but hey. he did. Um, all right. So you guys brought fanfic. True. Uh, you want me to start then? I think so. Yeah. You sure. All right. So. Because this pertains to some of the stuff we talked about last time, right? Well, yeah. I mean. I tried to pull from as many sources that we've talked about as possible, like taking everything that I've learned up till this point to try to find exactly the one specific fan fiction that would, you know, that would answer the question of why that we've been that we've been asking this whole time. And I was unsuccessful. But let me tell you about uh, let me tell you about the journey to that. So uh, I went on Archive of Our Own, which was a suggestion by my, my sister, Sarah Beth. Hi, Sarah Beth. Um, and you can use the different tags to figure out exactly what it is that you want to find. And that's what she had recommended, and that's not something I had done before specifically, uh, as, as specifically as I went into this time. So I started, because that was her recommendation, I started with the big tag, Fluff. And there was over... There was hundreds of thousands in the Fluff category. I, I need... Sp- specificity there <laughs> so what is that What's so fluff? fluff oh yeah so this is... i know what the word means in terms of like literature yes, we ask sure. the same to my sister so fluff is a piece that is the intent is for you to feel good at the end okay so if it it's is, yeah, I mean, it if it's it not like. fluff then you're not supposed then you know there might be another motivation you don't just feel happy and warm at all the of, end of it all of that harry potter erotica is i would say categorically not fluff 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe mm. it's fluff. Like, depending on what your definition of feeling good is. Fluff feels subjective. Yeah, <laughs> it is sure. subjective. But like, yes, but the good feelings are the thing. Like, so something that's really dark and painful and dramatic would not be fluff. Gotcha. I would I would say that it all, because it's kind of the hurt comfort thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of, it always seems to have a easy icing on top ending. Like every everybody right. comes out ahead. Yeah, ending. Everybody everybody kind of gets what they want. Like a freeze frame. Like yeah, everyone yeah. Everyone jumps up at the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And it was the greatest summer ever. So then <laughs> I was like, okay, I've got hundreds of thousands of stories in the fluff category. I need to narrow this down. And the most recent one that we had talked about was Sherlock Holmes uh, fan fiction mm. from the pre-internet era, like. Mark Twain and J.M. Barry wrote Sherlock Holmes fanfic. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, let's add that into it. Now I dropped down to like 10,000 and I thought that, that was cool. Um, and then for Zach, I clicked only crossover fanfic. Sure. Because Zach likes uh, JM. Sure. crossover fanfic. Then I was just trying to whittle it down even further. So I picked only stories involving Jim Moriarty. Uh, because he's my favorite character from Sherlock. I mean, he's probably everybody's favorite character from Sherlock. Sure. And so then I'm getting down smaller, and I'm into pe- the thousands do now. Do people call him Jim? I didn't realize I his know. first name was, was Jim. I thought it was just Moriarty, but that was the one that came up under like, the character. Is that fanfic? Like, oh, it's Jim Moriarty. Well, most people call him Slim Jim Moriarty. He goes by James to his family, but he's Jim to me. He's my buddy. But uh, then I clicked on the explicit filter, so they had to be explicit stories, you know, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, finally, I was looking through, and I was down into like the tens and twenties, and I clicked on the one other uh, filter that it got it down to one that I could find, and that was Doctor Who. So it had to be crossover Who? Doctor Who. Who? Oh, you, yeah, this guy. What's the what's the what's the stream of tags now that you have at this point? Okay, so I have fluff. Sherlock Holmes, only crossover, including Jim Moriarty, Doctor Who, and in the explicit category. And I've gotten from all of fanfic down to one fanfic at this point. And I was like, I've done it. Yeah. I've gotten to the root of the issue. And the name of the fanfic that I found was Practicing My Porn. And it is just that. It's somebody who wanted to get better at writing pornographic scenes, and it included all those characters. But, spoiler, it includes none of those characters. What? He just tagged Uh... all of that in there. And it was just, I got clickbaited into it, and I almost started from scratch to do it all over again to get to a better conclusion, but I was so frustrated by by that conclusion that it was like, it was just a a scene of someone getting a blowjob, but totally unspecific about who. Jim Moriarty. I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> From, you know, what's the, Doctor Who. Yeah, that was the other one. So. So an unspecific person just got a blow getting job a blowjob, kind of, from and that, another person, and that was it. And well, then it there was like, like a mystery is afoot. Yeah, <laughs> I can't figure out. So maybe is that afoot. So do you think the filters are ineffective, or do you think uh, they're just being exploited? My guess is that if I was trying to do it in a more sincere, fi- like finding an actual fanfic community, it would have been much more 
successful right. and sure. helpful. But I wanted to narrow it as much as possible. And I imagine when you start getting into those like hyper specific categories, then you're probably most susceptible to, you know, finding a gaming. Well, it system. seems like yeah. you were looking for that in the same way. Like, have you ever tried to write a text just on autocorrects? Yeah. yeah. You just pick the same word. Only the middle. Just, only... just all middle. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it just comes out like gobbledygook. It mm-hmm. seems like you're trying to do the same thing. Yeah. I was just trying to follow my spirit to the perfect uh, fanfic, but I was I was unsuccessful. But that was mine this week. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but <laughs> because you couldn't find what well, you wanted. this is the place for it. Oh, yeah. I do want <laughs> yeah, to put you on the spot. Right. Uh, yeah. I'd like to put you on the spot for a second. Uh, of those six filters, what were your hopes and dreams to find? Well, what I was hoping to find was- More than a blowjob? More than a blowjob, like a real connection. (laughs) (laughs) What I was hoping to find was like just the the person who had written exactly the thing. Like you put the most crazy specificity into your filters and somebody had written this thing from just a place of like they had a super, super specific like that idea that all things that you can imagine do exist somewhere already. What is that, Rule 43? Yeah, yeah. it's like that your brain... If you can think of it, like if you can think, it. Yeah, if you can think of it, like it, somebody else has thought of it and made it at this point. And I just wanted it to be like a loving tribute to Doctor Who and Jim Moriarty and that there was some amount of erotic content in <laughs> it, it as well. it was explicit. So I haven't watched... And there was still... It was still fluff at the end of all of that. Yeah, and that everyone oh. is happy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets what they want at the end. Well, uh, I've never... I haven't really watched much Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. Isn't there an episode where Doctor Who meets Moriarty? It's oh, been on for 40 yeah, years. So. Yeah, there must Sherlock. be. I mean, they're both... You Absolutely. Know, they're both British properties, so... Yeah, I would I would think so. So maybe maybe I was unsuccessful because what I was asking for in the fanfic world already existed in the They were like, that's old hat, man. But yeah. then is that not fanfic of Sherlock Holmes from within the Doctor Who universe? I yeah. mean you're borrowing from pre existing characters. Uh, and the and great if, cycle continues. If there's a Doctor Who episode where he goes and meets Moriarty, mm-hmm. would there also be a porn parody of that that could meet your specificity for explicit? Yeah. Like an mm-hmm. Edward Penis Hands kind of scenario. Yeah. Are there porn parodies of specific Doctor Who episodes? That feels maybe a little too granular. But yeah. I, not a world I've ever uh, investigated. I mean, uh, maybe. I, I'm sure that there is at least a porn parody of each one of those individually. I'm sure there's like Sherlock there's Holmes. There's a Sherlock Holmes porn? I'm sure. And I'm yeah, sure well, there's a Doctor Who porn. What's it? But is there a crossover between the two? Sherlock Holmes... The Pound of Baskerville. Nice. That's mm. very good. That's very good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough of the other stories. I That's literally the only one. I have I no can. puns to bring to the table oh, here. jeez. I can tell you about what I was going to bring to the table Please. this week. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really wanted to come in with something heady and like mm-hmm. highly intellectual Great. Sure. and like really set the bar for this episode. I feel like we kind of do too much of that on this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a podcast <laughs> about yeah, ostensibly we're saying, why do people write these things? Yes. And I thought like, uh, the episode kind of investigating, like for lack of a better word, vintage, uh, fan fiction, mm. like, going back and looking at older examples examples that weren't uh, internet-based is really fascinating. So uh, 
as luck would have it, a friend sent me uh, a, an article about this thing called The Library of Babel. It's like a short story that's about the, these hexagon rooms that go infinitely. They're filled with uh, books on every shelf, and it's so infinite that it's every word of uh, that every word and letter combination possible, and you can just roam these things. That's cool, but it's not fanfic. It's just a short story. Yeah. It's like a cool, heady short story, but it's not like, and Scooby-Doo was there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, that sounds like... Sorry, no, I should have said the mound of of Baskerville. (laughs) Yeah, you should have. That's shame on you. Shame on you. So, yeah, no intellectual uh, things coming to the table here. I'm not bringing anything worth discussion from that regard. Gotcha. But that does sound very similar to the book um, House of Sand. Have you read that? I'm not familiar with that. Or the Book of Sand. Whatever it is, it's like there's there's this there's this house that like rooms open up into it and they you just go forever. House of Leaves? House of Leaves. The, Thank uh, you. Daniel Lusky book. Yeah. I think it's his name. Yeah. I've never read it. I I yeah. I don't know anything about it. I've never read it. I just I, know his name. I did because read it and every it's a girl very I've ever dated loves that book. Well, yeah, then you know, you're you're with the weird ones because yeah. that is a strange book. Uh, tell me more. So it's a it's a book where there's this house and you go down into like the basement and it's just infinite. Is it like there's mm-hmm. an infinite interconnected series of tunnels and room rooms and menace and geometric And menace? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like it's like a quintessential postmodernist novel, I think. In that, like, you'll I've heard of you'll it. flip on it, you know, you'll come to a page and there's like three words, <laughs> like like kind of E.E. E. Cummings style, like three words sort of dotted throughout the page. That's just like that's that information for that thing. And so it's all over the place. His other book, I forget the name. He had another book. I can't remember the name of it. House of Steves. It was House of Steves. <laughs> and it's like you go into the basement and it's just infinite Steves. Yeah. Like yeah. Steve Jobs is Steve. there. Steve Harvey is there. Oh, Steve Harvey. Yeah. Steve Byrne. Yeah. And it's just, you have to go through all of them and it's filled with menace. Pick your no. Steve. Yeah. yeah. Filled with menace. Love yeah. this phrase. Yeah. That's, that's so many good episode Anderson. titles just being bandied <laughs> about. Menace. Yeah. Filled with menace. House of Steves. 24 karat gold bloom. Yeah. Breath. Oh my Breath. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so so wild. no so no huge intellectual Yeah. Uh, I read this short story and I was like, this is gonna be great. I can't wait to share it with them. And I was like, oh, this has this has no relevancy whatsoever. Just so, a cool story. Got it. I'm gonna go with my gut instinct mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go on fanfiction.net and AO3 and I'm yeah. gonna find something to do with Samus Aaron from the Metroid series. Excellent. Great choice. Because there's gotta be stuff about that. And Classic, my, I mean So here's what I learned. Yeah. I went in with the expectation that there's there's only like five Metroid games or something. I'm sure if anyone hears this and gets upset, let's say less than 20. Less I don't than, know yeah, the specificity. Certainly. But uh, there's a whole very rich world there to build off of that has not been fully tapped yet. There's no movie about Metroid. There's you know only a handful of games. Uh, so I felt like someone would just write a story that's like, one of the games like mm-hmm. here's someone going here's samus going to this planet finding a metroid of course and a space pirate and doing her thing what i've learned is they all go blue yeah oh yeah man if it's a female character yeah. i mean if it's just a cool character everybody just wants to see everybody them have sex that, i mean yeah. granted yeah. i did i only skim the surface there's a lot yeah but 
what we're discovering is that that's really all you can ever do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to ask, because this is really my first foray into investigating mm-hmm. these things, how how long do you sit or do you in, invest in reading one of these before you're like, there's 10 more pages. I got to stop. Never, mm. never as much time as I would like to. Mm. Like, I've never... We've never done a show where I was like, man, I wish I just had, I, where I wasn't like, I I needed two more hours. Like, yeah. I needed to explore this further, and I did not get but to. But you'll read the an individual story. You mm-hmm. Will you abandon halfway through, or will you, you always finish it just to know? No. Well, I have abandoned nine-tenths of all really? things that mm-hmm. I have started. Mm-hmm. Like, I will, I will start into it. And basically what I'm looking for when I'm reading through is I'm just looking for something that that grabs my attention or is like is showing me something new that I that is at least interesting to engage with. Right. And just like with like looking blindly at anything, most of the things you're just going to pick up blindly are not going to be that interesting to you. That's true. So I abandon almost all things that I that I pick up. The ones that I stick with are the ones that either I think are funny or the ones that I have some sort of a genuine interest in that part of the subculture and I want to learn something new about it. So that's yeah. my experience. Oh. I, I would say that I, I would, I abandoned them even more quickly than that. Really? Sure. Yeah. I usually, I mean, I, I usually go for quantity over quality to see like just how much Samus Aaron stuff I can get into or until I've got a rough idea of like what this person was doing with this and what this person was doing with this. Until I feel that I can extract some nonsense out of it to talk about. Right. Well, I thought I thought this would be I thought Samus and Metroid would be mm-hmm. a good topic for the show because uh, I played Metroid the original on the Nintendo and it was like a shocker mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. You, you beat Mother Brain and then whoa, this is a girl. You were a woman mm-hmm. the whole time, mm-hmm. which is Michael. like I mean, kind of. Uh, revelatory for like an mm-hmm. eight year old. Yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm very old. I'm 39 years old. So when uh, Metroid came out, I'm like, you know, I'm not going back and playing this on an emulator. I had the Nintendo. I was playing <laughs> it first first time through. Uh, and there's a cheat code which I still remember where you can she can play in a bikini, which oh, seems yeah. very exploitative. Yeah, that yeah, really yeah, goes yeah, counter yeah. to the whole spirit of Metroid, <laughs> where it's like, see, this superhero has been a woman the whole time, and you were just as cool, but yeah. also she has boobs, so you probably want to see them, yeah. weirdo. And it's also eight yeah. bit, so yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Really oh, know. those boobs were nine bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's true. So uh, I thought it would be a good place. I knew that whatever I found would go blue, yeah. um, but I thought it would be maybe a healthy mix. Um, it, it's probably more blue than I'm, not. I'm surprised by that because that the Metroid universe is does seem to be in that perfect Venn diagram of like there are less than twenty games. It is interesting. There are you know there's plenty of planets that are part of the lore, but like. And there's plenty of backstory, especially when you get into the GameCube ones. Um, There's plenty of backstory and history, but not, but none of it's like, there's not a lot of developed, like explicit canon. So that seems like the exact type of thing that people would just sprawl out with. Yeah. Mm. And, and like really develop that universe more. Well, can I tell you the title of the first one that I found and read through? Yes, please. please. It's called Metroid colon smut. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, at least they're forthcoming. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I knew right off the bat, I have to read this. Uh, yeah. Here it is. Yeah. I know where it's going to go. Uh, pretty good, uh, I guess. <laughs> I, pretty good. I guess. I mean, it did not have uh, anything that I was looking for in terms of sure. like, you know, what I was looking for uh, as an original story. But uh, this is, uh, I guess, what you call a one-off. Because yeah. only one shot. One shot. One shot uh, by Insomniac by Choice. Uh, founded mm-hmm. on archive of our own, um, and it's basically about Samus. Uh, I don't know if you know the lore of Samus, but she is. Uh, there's a race of aliens called the Chozo yeah. mm-hmm. that kind of train her, or they're her mentors. They're like these bird-like creatures. Where whenever you get a power up in the game, there's a Chozo statue kind of holding it for you. So sweet. That's part of the lore. So this is her like training and meditating with the Chozo. Uh, turns out they don't like clothes. They oh, interesting. Don't mm-hmm. approve. Which is weird because they're re- bird people. They, they wear their bird like feathers. Robotic bird people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got a rule: no mm. clothes. Yes. Yeah, no clothes. No clothes. We got to wear your robo feathers. Yeah. Um, and then there's only one time that Samus can be by herself and relax, and that's when she bathes. Interesting. So we get into bath time pretty quickly. Uh, some explicit uh, descriptions yeah. of pleasuring yourself in the bathtub sure. while you're in the Chozo sure. temple. Because yeah. she was an orphan. They raised her. Right. She was she was like blasted out in the space and they mm-hmm. found her and raised her. So if you're raised as an orphan by robot bird aliens, mm-hmm. like you need to blow off steam and you do so in the bath because that's the only time you That's the only time you're alone. Clawfoot. Yeah porcelain bathtub yeah. I, I don't know if this was meant as uh as a humorous thing oh or i not. think it was a deep metaphor yeah <laughs> no no what i'm saying is uh you know she has an orgasm in yeah. the tub and yells out in ecstasy and then the chozo are like what's wrong are you okay we're gonna monitor you now and the <laughs> story ends with uh what does it say here uh oh man you're gonna have to cut this pause out um, <laughs> basically, there's a, there's a camera watching her at the end. It's like oh. she goes back to the tub. She's like, finally, I'm alone again. I got through this thing where they're worried that I was hurt, and I'm going to masturbate again. Nope. A camera on you. And that's oh. like the story. That is, Seriously. Chozo. Just, you, just you, you pervy little Chozos. So that's, that's like. They're that's, worried about her. Yeah. That's like a weird wish fulfillment. Like that thing we read with My Immortal, which was. Like, I'm giving my character this name, but I'm explicitly saying that I'm not related to the guy from My Chemical Romance. Right. And it's like, no, just go all the way. Like, just, you can be, it's your fantasy, just be related to him. That's a weird thing, too, of, like, you're you're writing this story about her masturbating. Um, you're already in control of everything here. The, the final touch is that you're now putting a camera in at the end of it so that you can really watch her masturbate. Right. <laughs> like, what? It, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, um, let me tell you about the next one I okay. read. Uh, Great, sure. Uh, this will probably illuminate uh, it. So if you didn't like that one. Uh, we oh, got, no, I loved it. Yeah, we got one <laughs> called Metroid colon other other M. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's the other M? So other M is a Metroid game. That's a, yes. Yeah. Uh, That's the title of cool. one of the That's, Metroid games. That was like a Game Boy Plus one, I think. Sure. Anyways, clearly I don't know. Uh, well, I, sorry, I have two questions before yeah. that. So they're both Metroid colon. What, it's same author on both of these. Uh, this is by Sierra Lee, different author. Okay, Se- follow up question: 
do you have the tags on that first episode or first story? Oh, sure. I think. Uh, like, how did I find it or what is it? What is it tagged? Yeah. What are all the tags associated? All right. With so Metroid colon smut. Yeah. Is tagged smut. Sexual content, POV second person, POV third person limited, mm-hmm. POV female character, POV original character, LGBTQ themes. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a question. Questionable. Uh, I mean, BDSM. There's some, there's, I glossed over some sure, of the details. Sure. There's another Chozo that they kind of insinuate that she could have a thing with. Mm. I, I see. So, uh, sexual inexperience, masturbation, mutual masturbation, and torture. Torture? I mean, she can't be alone. Yeah, that's torture. That's sort of psychological torture. Okay, Okay, please. So those are other other M. Okay, other other M, which (laughs) which uh, doesn't seem to have any uh, any additional uh, tags. tags. So here's what's weird about this one. This here, the concept is insane. Uh, Hungry. Here's the summary. Hungry for cash, Nintendo gives the next Metroid game to a hentai developer. <laughs> How will Samus react? Not mildly. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> so right out of the gate, this is not written as a uh, an original story within the Samus universe. This is a game. Yeah. But Samus is a real person that goes into her own game. Yeah. Wow, as, as I if like that. Game characters were just actors and actresses. Who... Right. Sort of like in the Wreck It Ralph universe, where they're all, when they're not playing a game, they're all just hanging out together. Sure. Right. And she's now being forced into a hentai version. That Wreck It Ralph game. hentai was. Yeah, really in poor upsetting. Taste, I like, would say. You really should not include the bubble bobble dinosaurs in that. Like, that's just too much. I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it kind of starts off where she's at the Nintendo office. She's talking to Nintendo execs saying, like, oh, really? It's going to be a hentai thing? This is absurd. Uh, And they're like, well, they they make mention of... uh, metroid uh volleyball which i think is an actual it game is a game i believe yeah um she's like they're saying oh metroid volleyball was such a bust we got to do this better game so we're giving it to these hentai developers mm-hmm. she begrudgingly accepts and goes into the game and it, it like right off it's like she notices how much more jiggly her breasts are it's like mm. okay of course that's sure. how it goes we got to change the game physics if you're in yeah. a hentai game uh, which those of you at home who don't know what hentai is it's a form of japanese cartoon pornography involving tentacles I think so. that it's hilarious that you think that anybody listening to this podcast doesn't know what hentai is. I don't know. Maybe maybe Kyle is, you know, just starting out in the world, needs to needs to see the dark corners of the internet still. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really watched much hentai myself. I'm familiar with but it you, conceptually. The concept, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not that interesting. <laughs> to you. Don't, so, don't kink shame. So based Sorry. on based on this setup, uh, she goes into her new Metroid game uh, and immediately meets a King Metroid, uh, which is a giant yeah. size Metroid with an enormous cock, mm. like a enormous gotcha. cock. Got it. So it's just like a membranous yeah. orb <laughs> with little pincers on the bottom mm. and one Huge massive cock. cock. Yes. Uh, and it's uh, out of the first game. Yeah. So 
there's a one I, I can't even like read some of these aloud because I feel embarrassed sure, to sure, read them sure, sure. but basically she has sex with the King Metroid yeah because you gotta do the boss battle also an interesting thing about that is that Andrew will literally read anything that I tell him to yeah that's true I'm very you know <laughs> like I'm just here for the experiment like let's get into it yeah uh, so I won't do that <laughs> okay. I don't know I mean just if ugh. It's just crazy that someone would write these words. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, here's just, maybe this one will be okay. It's like a mild touch. Yeah. The cock, she couldn't keep it in her mind as a neutral mating organ, finally slapped against her stomach. Mm. Samus involuntarily released a sound that was half gasp, half moan. It felt so heavy, so hard, so powerful. She knew she wasn't going to stay sane. At least she would submit to a creature at the pinnacle of evolution and genetic engineering, not some random man who got lucky. I mean, so she's this, got I high standards. It. I mean, I yeah, get it. <laughs> I mean, she wants a being that's at the pinnacle of evolution and genetic engineering, not well, just not, some random Randall, you know well, what I'm saying? The, yeah, not a rando Randall. But it's also interesting that they incorporate the – like, that's what the Metroids do. They, they suck up your essence and they take over your brain. Like, they make you brain dead and they can control you and – it, I'm just saying it's I mean, I within guess, canon. I mean, that could that, be a sexual metaphor, I guess. But, you know. Well, just I don't know if it's a sexual metaphor or not. But if you're going to have sex with a Metroid, I imagine that the, the psychic assault would also be a part of it. Mm, sex droid. Yeah. So mostly this thing just has a lot of sex with her. Sure, uh, sure. She's wearing her Zero suit and it penetrates that. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Eventually. It was bulletproof. Eventually. Got it. Um, not at first. Uh and the oddest part, of, I mean, that's odd. That's very odd. But the oddest part is uh, she's having sex with this thing, and it definitely is saying that she's kind of into it. Yeah. Like, the insinuation is not like I'm being raped by a creature. Yeah. It's kind of like better. I'm, that's better, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird yeah. that the author would write it that way. But maybe I'm being judgmental. Yeah. Anyway, so she Sorry. wakes up after being uh, taken by this King Metroid. Uh, and uh, almost immediately doesn't know how much time has passed, doesn't know where she is, and lays an egg. She lays an egg? She lays an egg because she has been impregnated She's by the King She's half-chozo the whole time. We didn't even know, though. So she was, she was raised by Chozo. She has Metroid DNA in her. That's part of the lore of the whole series. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so now this King Metroid's had sex with her, so she's able to have a Metroid herself, I guess. Mm. A hybrid or just a straight-up Metroid? Uh, it's just a straight-up Metroid. Um and it's very long. I had a hard time getting through all this because I uh, there's much there's lots more King Metroid cock. Um, mm-hmm. I did skip a lot of this. Uh, there's some soon the King Metroid's cock popped out of her cleavage. Her suit was still mostly intact, wrapping her breast tightly around its shaft. Even her large breasts couldn't cover its entire cock, leaving the head pushing against her. F- I mean, yeah, this is like really vivid. So it's like going yeah, vivid, hardcore. But it, it goes three months later after these double rapes, and uh, mm-hmm. basically she's just like, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Metroid mom." Aww, like total acceptance. Uh, yeah. There's no like taking the essence of Samus that's like a bounty hunter warrior and destroying all these things. See, that's the thing that I find frustrating. Like from, from me, if I was looking for some 
from some smut, I would still want the character to have the the essence of who they are as a character as yeah. well. What's the point if it's not? If it's not really if it's that, not that character. character. It's that just... character is like born and bred specifically to annihilate the Metroid, which if she was pregnant with one would make for some interesting conflict that right. you could write yeah. into that. There is something there that could have been very interesting. Not all the King Metroid cock stuff, but yeah. the other stuff. There's yeah. a uh, there's a short film that someone made of Metroid mm-hmm. that like looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've seen like, it. It's they, cool. they did an amazing job. But if you read the YouTube comments, it's all like, why does Samus look scared constantly? Why does Samus, like, mm. like her personality in this short film is completely wrong because right. she's a badass yeah right. uh and that's i think probably a common complaint with the way she's being depicted in a lot of mm. this stuff is that like she is she she is a female but that's kind of the end of the story she's a mm-hmm. total badass yeah. like mm-hmm. she wouldn't put up with anything yeah you know half chozo half chozo um so that those those two were kind of the smut one not so disturbing this uh, other other m did not did not feel great at the yeah. end of this. When I was reading through all the Harry Potter erotica, there were definitely some times where I really was reevaluating my choices. So I'm, I appreciate <laughs> you being willing to go all the way in mm-hmm. and like read through it to try to distill it into something we could discuss because it can be kind of tough. You're reading through and it's just, this is this is too much. Yeah. This is too much. Well, I think the, the good stuff, like the actually good stuff is kind of dense and really hard to cover in, mm-hmm. you know, in 45 minutes. So we tend to steer away from that, which is yeah, unfortunate. Which is... So real quick, the last one that sure. I read, I know we're, we've gone long. That's uh, right. But I wanted to f- clean my palate after sure. that. And I really wanted a crossover. Um, yeah. Love it. So went on fan fiction, got out of AO3 because I was like, what I found here was not what I was looking for. <laughs> so I went back to fanfiction.net and found a story that was uh, Link from Legend of Zelda crossed right. over with Stories of Samus. Um, two chapters, 1,500 words, right. nice and quick. Um and the the first uh, the first chapter pretty pretty innocent kind of kind of into it they again aren't in the real world they're in a Nintendo world where mm. they're both like battlers in Smash Brothers and kind oh, of have a camaraderie from gotcha. being in that um, and then there's one paragraph where they're like sitting on a couch together playing Super Nintendo and uh, their hands brush against one another that's so cute it's really cute yeah, yeah. and then chapter two they're getting married. That's so nice. <laughs> Link and Samus, I wonder if she would lay a little like a linkage. That seems like that's 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 so a little link egg. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, she lays eggs. That's so <laughs> similar to the to the Padme Anakin thing. That's what I was just thinking two too, characters yeah. hanging out doing a thing that is like a meta activity. Right. Like them just playing Super Nintendo in their apartment is weird. Like what is so, I mean, I guess this gave me what I wanted. Um, it was, you got Link, you got Samus, mm-hmm. Luigi pops up. Yeah. Best man? Uh, no, he just, um, he interrupts their hand touching. Uh, and tells them Luigi. that uh, Third wheel. Captain Falcon and Sonic are going to have a race. Oh. <laughs> Come see it. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think any of these were like super poorly written. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of pros that could be you know, nitpicked and whatever. But just as like someone reading a original short story, I kind of felt like I got the point. I mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, 
I got to commend them on that for everybody. Sure. Despite the content, at least there were coherent ideas being put forth. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that what we're discovering more as we, as we read more things is that it is as mixed bag as just everybody in the world is writing at the level of their ability. But regardless of your level of ability, there is some draw that makes you want to write with these established characters that you mm-hmm. already like. Even famous authors historically yeah. would mm-hmm. write with other characters that just because they like them and like there's there's something in us. Yeah, I mean, your sister made the point about like there's you don't have to do all the world building work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like Samus has a world, right? Like I can dive right in and make something up, which is why it's so weird when people pick characters and write them and completely neglect that world, yes. you know, like, and just don't ig- ignore the, ignore the rules of. Yeah. But do you think that's is. just writer inexperience rather than like, yeah, probably. yeah I would think so. Yeah. Or like you're practicing just like my porn. so ready to get down like to that, that King Metroid cock. Like you're just, you're blindsided. Yeah. Or you got blinders yeah. on Ugh. trying to get to that. Yeah. Cause King it can Metroid be used cock. very effectively. I think about like the will crumble, like, Oh geez. You must reunite within our walls. Yes. Or we will crumble, crumble. Like uh, we must, unite within her walls or will crumble from within where you have all of that previously established world building Mm -hmm. and that adds a lot to the emotional content Mm -hmm. because you know those relationships and they go deeper from there as opposed to completely glossing over that and was like why didn't you just make these original characters because no one would read it right i guess Yeah. yeah i guess so great i think we covered it yeah i think we got it yeah yeah just more, you know, there's just more time off of my life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say in the end, uh, I really enjoyed reading the stories, even sure. when they were very disturbing. Yeah. I like that someone put that effort in. And I can absolutely see that being a legitimate full-time pastime. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, I'm bored. What do I want to read? Like, all of the, it's a rich deep well to yeah. pull from. I'm, I've never, we've never set out to do one of these shows where I was looking up content and no more than 20 minutes into it, it was like, wow, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. You know, yeah. like this is that's something that I truly was not expecting to find, even though I'm now intentionally looking for the weirdest yeah. thing to find. I was truly surprised by that yeah. and delighted. Yeah. I mean, I think my perception of this going in was like very amateur, mm-hmm. very much just straight into the pornographic realm. Yeah. Um, and some of it, I guess, is that, but it's it it deserves more credit than that than I think the outside world generally gives it. Yeah, absolutely. And no. and I think it's because all of us we you it's easy to find those and they're they're very eye catching because it's it's so extreme a lot of the time. Yeah. But but there is like really rich, great stuff and whole communities that develop around that as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a it is a fascinating world, man. That's why we're here. That's why we can never leave because there's <laughs> there's an endless well. Oh, man. It's true. Let's do a three-hour-long episode. Yeah, Great. let's do it. Wow. Let's cut it. We're already one hour in. Great. Jesus. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> we haven't even talked about anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> we still, we're, this is all embedded in the um, Goldfinger conversation that yeah. we need to bookend. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, Goldfingers. Yeah. Yeah. Gold 24 karat Goldfingers. <laughs> Nailed it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night.
Why one. did they make an Eon Flux movie but not a Metroid movie? Does I Nintendo like just wouldn't still. let go of the rights? Maybe. I, yeah, I, I, well, obviously, wondering about that quite a lot myself because I mean, Eon Flux. That is, I, f- I feel like even especially for when it came out was like a deep cut still. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I still don't know the original source material. For really, that. I did see the movie, but I. Well, I've only is is the original source material the MTV cartoon or does it go to a comic book before that? As far as I know, and I, I'm a big fan of that show. Like as far as I know, it started with Liquid Television, and they had the Eon Flux shorts, which were a cartoon, yep. and then a few years after that, Eon Flux with its own, tw- you know, twenty minute yep. long show where there was all of all of the shorts basically had no dialogue. <clears throat> and they were just these crazy things where Eon Flux died at the end of every one of them. Hmm. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, and then even the show is still some of the most like groundbreaking, weirdest conceptual, best animation. Because all the styles that like Egon Shile, like yep. w- yeah, elongated people, like, like the style is incredible. It's it's still one of the best animated series of all time. But I, I felt that it was, I guess, being in the heyday of of MTV, like original content, it probably was very popular. Right. But yeah. Oh, 10 totally. years after that, when they made the Eon Flux movie, I was like, I don't know who this is for. I mean, it was for us. It's for us. Yeah. I don't know. I this, Yeah. I know who this is for. I wish it didn't suck. <laughs> yeah. Um. the mario brothers cartoon mm-hmm. with had like the live action mario host beginning at the beginning at the of beginning it? and he would oh yeah i get that very confused weird with the there was another show on the same channel i believe at the same time that had the like the power glove was a character in it yeah i know the <laughs> the controller of the power glove was a character in it well and it had link and it had, had lincoln uh, mega man maybe yeah and, maybe and and princess zelda and the it was just like a kid who had the blaster. Right. But does that count as fanfic? I don't even know. I, until you said that, I thought that was a fever dream that I had. No, no, full series. Wow. So weird. What was the name of that show? I, I, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, but it's like, no one's going to look at that show and be like, oh yeah, that's, this is, that's canonical. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of who owns it. It's oh, a- Captain N, the Game Master. Does that sound correct? American Canadian animated television series that aired on TV from eighty nine to ninety one. Uh-huh. NBC. Uh-huh. Uh huh. NBC definitely. Yeah, this is it. Captain wow, Captain N. N. I thought it had a totally different name. For Nintendo, I assume. Is that what the Captain's N name oh, for stands sure. for? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> 